Well, Charles Darwin's work on evolution theory by natural selection really changed the way we think about the natural world. But even his own on the origin of species had an origin. And part of that was contained in two small notebooks of his thoughts written in the 1830s, including a drawing of the tree of life, which would become central to his future work. They have been called some of the most valuable documents in the history of science, those two little notebooks. Then one day, two dec dec decades ago, they seemed to vanish from the Cambridge University Library. They were taken out for some photographs, and then they couldn't be found. Now, for years, it was hoped that they had been misfiled somewhere. But after searching some 200 kilometers of shelves, that's how many kilometers of shelves there are at the Cambridge University Library. In 2020, the library officially announced and then reported to police that they'd probably been stolen. So out went a notice, out went articles. Interpol was notified that these little notebooks, uh, worth millions but really invaluable, had disappeared. Well, recently they reappeared as mysteriously as they disappeared, left in a pink gift bag near the library with the words, Happy Easter on them. Well, to look into the origins of this mystery and the happy return of Darwin's famous little notebooks, joining me now from Cambridge in England is Mark Purcell. He's the Deputy Director for Research Collections at the University Library at Cambridge University, where he has oversight of the heritage collection of one of the world's great research libraries. Mark, thank you for being here tonight. It's a great pleasure to meet you, Ben. I guess just the first question, there must be uh, a sense of relief that these books have been returned, these little notebooks have been returned. We are absolutely thrilled that these notebooks are back where they belong, and we are enormously grateful to people all over the world who've supported us uh, since we launched our public appeal for their return 15 months ago. I don't think it would have happened without level of public, without that level of public support, and we're really grateful. Now, I gather that these um, notebooks, which are very small, by the way, went missing quite a while ago, actually, but were only sort of officially declared missing uh, publicly a few years back. Yeah, the, the, the manuscripts um, were noted as missing uh, 21, 22 years ago. So that's long before anyone leading the library today was around. All of the current team are relatively new in post. And when we started to review this historical loss, which had been flagged as these items were missing in the book stacks here, we decided increasingly that that was not sustainable. It's not completely crazy because the library is enormous with over 200 kilometres of shelving. But having reinvigorated and reinitiated searching over the last couple of years and had kind of fingertip level searches of all of the obvious places in the vaults, we started to conclude that these manuscripts were not here and that the only likely explanation, therefore, was that they had been stolen. And when we concluded that, we escalated it to the police and we launched a public appeal for support to get them returned to Cambridge. I guess for listeners to understand uh, the importance of these two little notebooks, uh, they have been called some of the most remarkable documents in the whole history of science. Uh, why is that? They are part of a small set of notebooks. They're the size of, as you probably know, of a large postcard and about half an inch thick each. The notebooks are called the transmutation notebooks. And the ones which were missing, we believe stolen, were notebooks B and C. These are crucial documents in Darwin's career and crucial documents in the history of science. They date from the late 1830s. And they contain Darwin's working notes in which he starts to 
shape his thinking about the way that species change and evolve. So this is the, the beginnings of the thinking that leads 20 odd years later to Darwin's publication on the origin of species and setting out the theories of evolution. Notebook B also is particularly important because it contains the iconic tree of life uh, diagram by Darwin, which I think would be instantly recognisable to, to many of us. So these are extraordinarily important and significant things, and we're really, really pleased that they are now back where they belong. I should add um, for, for listeners that, of course, this is a great library. There are fantastic collections here, but the high points of the collections for many of us are the great collections on the history of science. So we have Darwin's archive, we have Stephen Hawking's archive, and we have Newton's archive, for example. But these two manuscripts are a key part of the Darwin archive, and we are incredibly pleased that they are back where they belong in our strong groups. How did they go missing? Because, I mean, I would understand, of course, even 20 years ago, perhaps security wouldn't have been uh, as, as I mean, I've actually been to your library. So I, I yeah. know I, I, you can't just walk out with things, right? Absolutely um, not, no. Um, I think the honest answer is we don't know that much about what happened. This is 22 years ago. It's nearly a generation ago. What we understand, we investigated this very thoroughly. What we understand happened is that the items were signed out Um at the very end of the year 2000, they were signed up for routine digital photography. Uh, they were then noted uh, in the early weeks of 2021 as not being where they should be. And what happened between those two stages, we really don't know. I think it's fair to say that in terms of the way that we operate and in terms of the building and security, we are a very different operation, I think, from what we were at that time. So all of our heritage collections are stored in high security books, many of which um, post-date the time when these manuscripts were stolen um, or went missing. I believe they were stolen. Um, we have very stringent uh, collection security behind, you know, the collections are behind multiple layers of security. These are highly restricted areas of our collections. And when items are ordered up, they too are read in very high security supervised um, um, reading rooms. So yeah, you're right. This is a long time ago um, and a very different world, I think. I've read they are, they're worth millions, but in many ways they are invaluable, I would imagine. Yeah, I think that's right for us. I mean, yeah, you could put a notional value on anything if you were minded to do that, but they're not for sale. These are clearly documents of extraordinary global significance, which of course is why we are so pleased that they are back where they belong and also back where they can be available. This is a research library. Our collections are available for scholars worldwide. And of course, we have exhibitions and public programs here. Uh, we were already planning for this summer a blockbuster exhibition um, called uh, Darwin in Conversation, never dreaming that these manuscripts would be able to go into that exhibition. But now they will, and they will be one of the high points of that. So passing through the UK, and certainly for those living here, the opportunity to see these really extremely significant things for the first time in a generation next summer is something that we're very, very excited about. How did they turn up? It's an extraordinary story, and I'll tell you, um, I'll, I'll tell you the information we have. Uh, they were dropped off in a large pink gift bag, and the bag was found to contain the two notebooks wrapped in polythene, and the blue 
archive box in which the manuscripts were kept, which were made by our conservation lab probably about 25 years ago, and a plain brown business envelope with a message uh, printed on the outside of it to the effect of Dear Librarian, Happy Easter. And they were found dropped off in a public thoroughfare part of the library. So not the secure areas with the CCTV, but essentially a corridor outside a senior staff office. Um, that's really all we have. And we really have no idea where they've been for the last two decades. None whatever. Um, what we can be clear of is that they have not been extensively handled. One of the things that I was, if I'm being honest, was extremely concerned about when they came back was the potential that they had been tampered with or damaged or interfered with or just frankly just played around with in a way that had damaged them. But the impression is that they've barely been touched or handled in any of the time that they were away. Um, so I think what we can say is wherever they were, they were kept safe. They weren't put into an environment where they were damaged. I would imagine there would have been some, first of all, I understand you had to wait to open them because that's the way it is with packages now. Uh, um, and there, they had to be authenticated too, I would imagine. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, clearly our first priority, um, the manuscripts we thought having been returned was to, to check they were what they were supposed to be and to review and see that they were safe. So we had to wait several days because, of course, these are these are now kind of crime objects, if you see what I mean. So we needed approval from the police to remove the, the polythene wrapping from around the, the item. We asked our head of conservation to do that because this is a delicate job and we had no idea what we would find inside. And after a preliminary inspection to suggest that they were what they appeared to be, we went then through a kind of four-track process of authentication First, they were examined by our head of conservation, who was able to satisfy himself, you know, that these were Victorian items. These are Victorian. This was Victorian paper. The ink was right as a physical object. Things were as they should be. Uh, the two manuscripts were then examined in meticulous detail by our keeper of archives, who is herself um, one of the country's most significant um, science archivists. Um, and she examined every page in meticulous detail, comparing each page, page of the two notebooks against both published descriptions and against colour microfilms that had been made in the 1980s so that we were able to check them down to every last detail. We also brought in Professor Jim Seacourt, who is based in Cambridge, and uh, Jim is one of the world's um, most senior and most experienced scholars of Darwin. So the fourth was the third port of call. And then finally, because we felt it was really important to do this really, really carefully, we consulted one of the most eminent manuscript dealers in London, dealing in science archives, a, a dealer that we, we work with often on acquisitions for the collection. And they too were able to examine them in meticulous detail and confirm to our great relief that these manuscripts were exactly what they were claimed to be and appeared to be, and that they were undisturbed and damaged. But yeah, we went through that process with very, very great care. And you do have an exhibition coming up on Darwin. So the timing is, uh, is serendipitous to say the least. Absolutely. What will um, be in that? What is in that color? What will be in that exhibition and where do these two little notebooks fit in? It would probably be helpful if I just give you some, 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 some background. We've been running here for, for 40 odd years, a fantastic project, the Darwin Correspondence Project, which has been producing a complete published edition, both on paper and digitally, 
of all of Darwin's correspondence, everything going out and everything coming in. That project ends at the end of this year. It's completed its work at the end of the year. So the exhibition about Darwin is to celebrate that work and to celebrate the collection and make it as visible as we can. Mark Purcell, thank you so much for your time. Congratulations on the return of those two, uh, those two missing notebooks. And uh, we look forward to seeing a reaction to the exhibition when they're put back on display. Great pleasure to talk to you, Ben. Thanks.